Hello, and welcome to Better Money with Elements Financial. I'm your host, Miranda Finley. I'm a certified financial wellness professional who has worked with thousands of people in all walks of life. And I'm also a real person with real financial experiences. Today, we're going to chat from both personal and professional viewpoints to help make your money better. We're going to talk about underwriting today. So last month, we were able to take a more in-depth look at the process of a consumer auto loan application. Once an application is submitted, it gets sent to underwriting. Underwriting is a stage in which your lender will take an in-depth look at your financial picture, including credit, and your financial background to determine if you're eligible for a loan. And I'm really excited to welcome one of our very own underwriters today, Doug Jeffs. Hey, Doug. Hey, Miranda. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited to have you here today. Doug is our AVP of Consumer Lending and manages our underwriting team. He has been in the financial industry for the majority of his career and specialized in underwriting for the last 25. The last nine of those years he spent here at Elements. So I want to start off like right off the bat, what are consumer underwriters? Okay, that's a great question. So at Elements and most financial institutions, there, I guess, are three different kinds of underwriting, um, three different kinds of loans. Mm -hmm. Um, Mortgage loans would be one area. Then we have commercial loans to businesses. And then consumer really kind of involves everything else. So auto loans, unsecured loans, credit cards, um, lines of credit, any kind of loan that's basically not a mortgage or a commercial loan. Okay. Um, And when you guys are looking at a file, so an application comes in, we saw that process in our auto loan episode, and you get that file in front of you, what are you looking at as an underwriter? Sure. Um, Generally, uh, industry-wide, there are what we call the four Cs, and I'll go through each one of those briefly. Um, First is capacity. So is the applicant able to pay for the debt that they're about to take on? So... Um, you know, if you make $400 a month, maybe a $350 car payment's a little bit too much. So that's capacity. Do you have the income to repay your loan? Uh, Second, which applies to any loan that has collateral, such as a car um, or a boat or a motorcycle, that's the second thing we look at. Um, If your car is worth $30,000, are we going to lend $60,000 on it? Probably not. So we need to make sure. Yeah. (laughs) We need to make sure the collateral uh, matches the type of loan you're looking for. Uh, the third C is consistency. So there we're looking at job time, how long have you been at your residence, um, pay history, things like that, anything that shows stability. And then finally, um, which most people seem to focus on, um, is your credit. Uh, not only credit score, but how you've paid as well. So. Um, for example, you may not have the highest credit score, but if you know if you've paid specifically, let's say you're applying for a car loan and you've you've paid your car loans great, and uh, maybe you have some other uh, issues with medical collections, or maybe you missed a few payments on a credit card or something like that. Um, we do look into all that, um, so it's not it's not necessarily just your credit score that we're we're looking at when we make a decision. Right. And I think in our credit episode, we talked about how credit is a good indication of how you've handled your financial obligations, but it's not the be-all, end-all. So it's nice to see that when the the file comes across your desk, that you're looking at the whole person and the whole picture versus just kind of an arbitrary number that might not encompass everything. 
Right. That's correct. Um, so now that we understand what you're looking at when a file comes to your desk, uh, I want to understand more about how your decisions get made. So it might feel, um, if you've ever been in the position that maybe your loan has got denied or maybe it, it doesn't offer you the terms that you would like. So you're, you know, you're more limited to the term that you get. You're limited to the interest rate that you get. Your interest rate is a little higher than what you were hoping. Um, it's really easy to think that under are just kind of out there to get you. You know, they're they're kind of stamping that like big right. old like denied. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how I picture it. Um, so, what are you adhering to? What guidelines help you and your team make your decisions when that file comes to your desk and you're looking at all of this information? Sure. Um, and let me just say, as an underwriter, we'd love to approve every loan for our member, but. <laughs> Like well, you said, nice to know. right. So we have a foundation of things that you know we need to follow. Uh, primarily, I guess the most important thing is to make sure we're not violating any acts or laws. You know, there are fair lending acts um, with regard to protective classes, things like that. Um, we're also governed by the um, credit union, the NCUA, which is the National Credit Union Association. Um, we also have a the elements policy, which is approved by our board of directors. Um, that gives us kind of guidelines of things we can and cannot do. And our lending policy, which you know covers all kinds of things from how many loans we'd like to see on the credit report to um, debt to income, how high can that be? Um, oh, well, let's break that down, debt to sure. income. And that relates to capacity, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. So debt to income is how much you owe in loan payments. Um, compared to your monthly income. So if you make $2,000 a month, for example, um, Elements policy is 50% for most credit tiers. If you're in you know, a higher credit tier, it could be 55%. So if you make $2,000 a month and you have um, $900 in loan payments, that's going to be less than 50%, right? So that would fall into the policy. If you're over that, uh, say you owe $1,400 in loan payments, um, and you, and you have $2,000 in income, that's well over 50%. So that's something that we would not be able to approve. So then we would have to look at um, other things. Uh, is there additional household income maybe um, that could be put on the application or things like that? But that's basically debt to income. And the, all of that's written out in the lending policy. It is so those guidelines are really meant to, to help exactly that, guide you through the decision-making process because we're not trying to set people up for failure, right? So if if you've obligated half of your income to payments that are going to report on your credit report, we also understand that you probably have other obligations that aren't on your credit report as Absolutely. well. So you probably need to buy food for you and your family. Exactly. Uh, you might have a cell phone bill or internet or cable. You might actually want to go out and not just stare at the four walls in your house. So there are obligations beyond that 50% that we can understand understand that people probably have. Now, right. that isn't taken account into lending decisions, but in wanting to set people up for um, for success, we want to look at that, that debt-to-income ratio. Right. Um, now that we understand a little bit more about those guidelines and the stipulations that you're looking at to help make your decision, what are some tips you have for consumers that maybe their credit score is in recovery, they're recovering from a large life event like a divorce, illness, uh, missed payments on their credit report from financial hardship, or maybe just getting started when it comes to credit? Um, let's do just getting started um First, um, if you're just getting started, well, Elements has a couple of programs for 
Um, one is for recent college graduates, so you may not have a credit score yet or any credit. Uh, we have a program for credit cards as well as auto loans for that. If your credit is, is not so good in the past, we have a couple of things to maybe start you, even if you're outside a policy. So we have a secured credit card, which will um, obviously is secured by money that you would put into a savings account. And then we would issue you a credit card. We'll report that credit to the credit bureau so that you can start to rebuild your credit without having to you know, meet any policy mm-hmm. guidelines. We also have a... Um, a, a secured uh, signature loan. A um, credit builder savings The credit loan. builder savings, mm-hmm. right. Um, one of the important things that, that we look at um, if we see some credit in the background is be sure and let, let us know what the story is behind that. Um, you know, sometimes there are reasons for, for delinquency, mm-hmm. um, death in the family, like you said, divorce. Um, it's good to know those when we're looking at a loan. It's not necessarily going to, going to allow us to um, circumvent policy, but you know there are a lot of loans that are borderline, so it's really close on policy. But you know the score um, is not so great, and it doesn't look like that person's making their payment. But if there are some notes that we can go by that say, "Oh, well, this is why," you know, they lost half their income because their spouse died. Um, those things certainly help. Right. And there's been a couple instances where um, me as a member-facing employee will sit down across from a member, go over their credit with them, try the, try to find a solution loan-wise for their situation. And maybe they lost their job, um, so they experienced that loss of income, missed a few payments, and then once they found employment, got back on track. And telling that story to our underwriting team has been helpful because they can see that it it was a one-time instance. It was due to circumstances outside of their control. And so I, I feel like that's been helpful um, in right. instances that I've been a part of in the past. So like you said, it's not going to circumvent guidelines. But if we can see that life happened, but then they went back to exhibiting their normal behaviors once their life got back on track, I feel like that helps. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, the important thing is Get back on track as quickly as you can. I mean, start making those payments. Don't let it may not seem like a lot of small credit card and you'll let it go 30 days, but mm-hmm. uh, you want to avoid that. Um, and pay down, you know, revolving debt if you get into, you know, a lot of people, some people have great credit, but they have so much revolving debt that that's another thing we look at. Um, that credit utilization is a yeah. huge piece of how your credit score is calculated. And we went over that in our FICO episode. Right. Um, the biggest thing I can say is a department that um, is very close and near and dear to your heart is our asset recovery department, or a lot of institutions call it their collections department. So if you find yourself in the position that you have experienced a large life event and you anticipate not being able to cover payments or paying the loans to your lenders as you agreed, get ahead of that situation. So if you've lost your job, if you're experiencing illness, um, or for whatever reason, you might not be able to make a payment on time, call ahead of time. I can tell you that our asset recovery department would love to get that phone call all day long over having to call on the back end after payments are missed. And you might find that there are modifications in place that they can help you with, um, that they can move your due date so that it's um, more manageable for you. So there are some things on the lender side that we can do to meet you where you're at, but you have to let us work with you in those those situations. That's a great point. Um, A lot of times we'll we'll look at a loan of a member and and it'll it'll have, uh, you know, some delinquency on some things. And, you know, it's 
uh, from time to time, we do contact collections and say, hey, was this, you know, I see this member was late, you know, 60, 90 days for Mm -hmm. a few months or whatever. And, you know, if they, if collections comes back to us and says, you know what, they answered the phone every time I called, they worked with us. That's a big difference than saying, you know, they would never return my calls and things like that. So that's a great point, Miranda. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and those people that are working um, in collection departments or in our asset recovery department and underwriters are real people. Right. So they, we all are working towards helping you get to a place of financial success and stability. But at the same time, you know, we have to keep in business. Um, right. <laughs> and so that's what those stipulations are set for. Um, what about refinancing to get a better rate? So maybe your credit isn't great when you initially qualify or your credit isn't very established at first mm-hmm. and you get a higher rate than what you would have liked. Yeah, that's a great idea. And it's a great thing to consider. Um, you know, if you were a 640 uh, when you got your car loan a year ago and now, you you know, you've done everything to get your credit back online, um, you've paid down revolving debt, you've made your payments on time and now maybe you're a 710. Um, all of our rates are are based on credit score. I, our underwriting, I know I said, you know, we dig into the deal to find out whether we're going to approve it or not. But for fair lending, all of our rates are based on the score only. So um, so your 710, maybe you get you a 3% lower rate now. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely recommend looking into refinancing that. For one, your balance is probably lower, and then you're going to have a better rate. So your payment's going to go down, which is always nice. Um and then it's it's going to allow you you know to make the payment more easily and save you money in the long run on interest. So yeah, that's a good idea. In your decision making process, does it make a difference when underwriters look at a file and the person has gone above and beyond to pay us historically? Yes, yes it does. Um, and that's maybe one of the differences in a credit union versus a bank. I mean, we take our we, you know we love our members. We we take them to heart. Um, so if we're looking at a deal and, it, and it's a little um, not so great, uh, if we can look back and so maybe, uh, you know, a couple of credit cards were not paid so well, maybe even one was charged off or settled for less than the balance. If we look back and see, well, you know, they've always paid their elements credit card, though. They've always paid their elements car loan. Um, that definitely we take that into account. So loyalty is important. Loyalty is important. Yes, awesome. correct. What are some things that you wish that people knew about what you do? Well, like I said in the beginning, I mean, we'd, we'd love to approve loans. Um, I don't think there's an underwriter out there that enjoys denying loans. Uh, so one of the good things about a credit union is we are member-owned. So it's not like we have people that buy our stock out on the stock market that don't really care anything about elements. They just want to make money with our stock. Right. So, um, you know, we have, a, we have a mission to all our members. That's, that's another reason we have to keep that in mind. If we see a loan and we think – there's a risk that this loan's going to go bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be responsible for our entire membership and making a good decision. Right, um, because we're lending our members' money back right. out. That's how we do business. Right. That makes sense. But we do have some extended policy guidelines to assist that might be unique about what we do, right? We do. We have some extended policy guidelines that go beyond our normal policy Um and go beyond our normal risk-based pricing so that we're allowed to um, make some loans, mitigate the risk a little bit with a higher interest rate. Okay. And back to the refinance. So maybe you have to get one of those loans initially. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in 12 months, um, 18 months, when you've got things kind of back on your feet, um, then we can refinance that and, and get a lower rate. 
So I heard you say that underwriters don't typically love to deny people, right? But do underwriters typically deliver those denials or is it someone else? We do not. Those normally go to the loan specialist. Um, okay. So that loan officer on the front end or sometimes your relationship manager. So my team handles that quite a bit. Right. Um, what I do want to say about Elements and what I love about what we do is we really want to meet you where you're at. And if there is something that we can do to help you, so maybe you did qualify for a higher interest rate than what you were hoping for and it's what you need to do to make it work at the time. Or if maybe you got denied because your debt-to-income ratio is a little wonky or you do have some delinquency on your report – what we want to do is meet you right there um, and provide you with education and even in some cases one-on-one -on -one credit counseling to get you to a point where maybe we can refinance that loan to a better interest rate or get you to a point where you can be approved in the future for a purchase that you're hoping to make, a credit card that you want to open um, because we want to see you be successful. All right. Well, I mean, this was a ton of helpful information, getting a viewpoint into an area that a lot of people aren't aware of how it functions has been helpful for me. So thanks for being here today, Doug. Listeners, thank you for joining us on Better Money with Elements Financial. We hope you were able to take something away from this episode. This is our final episode of season one. So we'll be taking a short break and then we'll be back with more episodes to make your money better. Keep an eye out for season two. Though, of course, if you need anything from us in the meantime, visit elements.org slash bettermoney or reach out to us directly at bettermoney at elements.org. Till next time. Bye.